We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome to this new show, The World in My Eyes. It has been my absolute great pleasure getting to know each and every one of you over on Big Trouble in Little Vagina, and I'm so excited that the powers that be over at Renegade decided that this was going to be a good way for me to share my thoughts, my ideas, the crazy voices in my head, and all the craziness in my life with each and every one of you. Now before we get started, I do want to remind all you listeners out there that if you're searching for some naughtiness and fun on the internet, make sure you're visiting our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. Because if you're in the market for an adult toy, or if you need help picking out just the right adult toy, Adam and Eve Toys is going to help you either way. Head on over to them today, and guess what? By being a renegade listener, you're going to get a hell of a deal. Use special code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9. They're going to give you 50% off of one item, but that's not all. There's more. They're going to give you free shipping. They're going to throw in three choice adult movies to get you inspired. And they're going to even throw in a special renegade listener-only gift. And I can't tell you what it is, but I promise you this, it will put a smile on your face. So let me tell you, the folks over at Adam and Eve sure do know how to treat you right, so make sure that you head on over there today and pick out something really naughty for yourself. Tell them Nicole sent you. Also, just to make sure that you know, the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds every single day. We have a brand new website, and it's awesome. It's going to make it so much easier for you to find all of your favorites And it's going to be so user-friendly. You're going to love it. So make sure that you've got the website bookmarked. And don't forget to check out all the other fascinating and provocative shows that are on our website. There's always Cannabis Talk with Patty Cakes, Queen of the Cannabis. She cracks me up, by the way. I listen to her all the time. Then there's Political Insight from Lou Colagiovanni. And I am loving his, his perspective on political. And there's always the hilarity and thought-provoking hijinks of Richie and Sammy the Sausage Man. Seriously, I've been on the show with them a couple of times, and most of the time I can't talk because they've got me laughing so hard. That's my biggest problem, is that I laugh too much when I listen to them. Now, and you can also check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, until we get that handed off to someone else. And, of course, The World in My Eyes is going to be a situation where I get to talk about all the crazy things that go on in my world that make me either think or cringe or laugh or pissed off or whatever. And I get to share it with you. So don't forget, there's so much more great talk radio that's on the way. So make sure you're checking back with us daily because I promise you, we have so much coming up. You do not want to miss one second of it. You're going to love it. And if you don't know who I am, then let me take the time to introduce you. I know I've spent a lot of time getting very intimate with everybody on my other show, but just in case, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. I know, it's such a fancy, puffy name. I just, I'm not. Okay, 
So, on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're going to be looking at some of the many, many ways that we get screwed. And I'm not talking about screwed in the good way. Nope, I'm not. First off, we're going to be looking at a couple of things that the United States government doesn't want its citizens to know. Yeah, we're going to get screwed, but we're going to have fun together. Oh, yeah, you get to tell everybody we were screwing together, huh? <laughs> so when it comes to governs, governments, especially the case of a democratic government, the voters get to choose trusted leaders to deal with all the affairs involved with running the country. This means that the population entrusts the country and everything that it needs to a few choice people who are supposed to be accountable to the public, responsible in all their actions, innovative in problem solving, and selfless when it comes to executing their duties of office. And usually during the campaign period, the leaders in question always make a bunch of promises to us, but it never seems that they they keep those promises. They always seem to fall a little short. And unfortunately, this is a situation that happens all over the world. And it begs the question, what changes in an individual when he or she ascends to a position of power? One thing that Americans hate is the fact that almost every government that comes to power engages in activities that the citizens would most assuredly not approve of which is the reason why the government ends up keeping so many secrets from its people. Some of those secrets are necessary, especially if the whole country would sink into panic and anxiety if some of that information were, say, to get leaked out to the masses. However, most of the secrets that many governments hide from their people include crimes that the government has actually committed against those people, misuse of government resources for personal gain, violations of human rights, lies that the government tells its people, and so many other embarrassing things. So I came up with a little list of a few things that the U.S. government doesn't want its citizens to know. Though most of us already have a good idea that these things are happening, so it's really just going to be me kind of confirming things you already know. So here we go. Let's start with the most important things, privacy. Did you know that your internet searches and text communications are under surveillance? Yeah, almost every American has heard a rumor that the government is listening in on our private phone conversations, which is a violation of our privacy. However, there's enough evidence that the government is also tracking your internet activity as well as intercepting your text messages. This means there's no such thing as privacy. But the government doesn't want you to know that. In fact, they hide behind things like the Patriot Act so that you can't even know that they're filing charges against you. The people spying on the American citizens are going to try and justify their actions by terming their tuning into your life as a necessary security measure. But do their actions nullify the Fourth Amendment, or does the Constitution only apply to some people and not so much to others? And while we're talking about spying on, on our people, did you know that the government spies on other countries? Well, of course we knew that. 
whistleblowers, the likes of Edward Snowden and the WikiLeaks, are a nightmare for the American government and many other people conducting secret operations, hoping that the masses don't find out about them. WikiLeaks gains access to highly classified documents and makes them available for the public to view, something that the government is calling a security threat as well as a terrorist act. However, thanks to these whistleblowers, who we now know that the government is not only listening in on Americans and their conversations, but also spying on numerous other governments around the world. The leak of numerous documents and secret activities is making relationships between countries more than a little tense, and it's a situation that none of us wants. So let's talk about the government wasting our hard-earned cash. Not many people look forward to paying taxes because they feel as if the money the government takes from them is not being spent in the best possible way. I know, surprise, right? For example, consider the government spending $1 billion U.S. billion to get rid of the $16 billion worth of unnecessary military ammunition that it previously acquired. Losing $4.2 billion to identity thieves who claimed tax refunds and actually spending $80 million trying to develop the Iron Man suit for the military. Yeah, we actually spent $80 million trying to get an Iron Man suit? Seriously? There are numerous other ridiculous ways that the government has come up with to waste the taxpayers' money. Ways that it wouldn't really want you to know about. These are just a few. So that begs to question, are citizens really in charge of their country? <laughs> yeah, guess what? We're not. The theory behind being a democracy sounds so sweet to our ears, and when it's applied properly, it can cause a nation to thrive. However, despite the United States having the best democratic leadership in the world, you would be shocked to know that only 1% of the people control the, the government. Your vote is very important. But the government does not want you to know that the corporations and extremely rich Americans are actually the ones who determine the course of the nation, the, policy, the policies that are going to see the light of day, and the very people that you get to vote for. So your vote is very important. The policies that the government will implement will always favor a corporation over the individual. Since the chances of an individual having his or her voice heard after the election takes place are somewhere in the neighborhood of nothing. Yeah. Welcome to that. And your vote means everything. So let's talk about the real reason why America invaded Iraq. Hundreds and thousands of people lost their lives when America declared war on Iraq, a war that everybody thought was about weapons of mass destruction. Okay, let's be serious. I think the only people who thought that was about weapons of mass destruction was CNN, and that's because they were told to say that. Many brave men and women lost their lives fighting for our country, and they deserve the highest form of respect for offering the ultimate sacrifice for what was supposed to be a noble cause. However, as much as the government tries to hide the fact that there was no evidence of we weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, its main motive for the war must have been something else. What could it have possibly been? Well, 
Most people will speculate that then-President George W. Bush was looking for a way to settle an old score against Saddam. And let's not forget that America wanted to control the oil coming from this part of the world. Two really good reasons that the government doesn't want you to even think were the main causes of this war. And something I'm going to talk about in the next segment in detail, Obamacare. That's right, Obamacare is about to get more expensive than you ever thought possible. The Affordable Care Act that President Obamanable fought for is a miracle for people who could not afford health care in previous years. Obamacare, as it has been, been come to as it has come to be called, is transforming the lives of low-income earners with regard to the quality of health care that they can get today. But what most Americans do not know is that there are a few negative consequences that will follow. Yeah, I think most of us kind of already know, but okay. In the future, some companies will be forced to lay off some of their full-time employees to avoid the penalty that the government's going to charge each company for every employee that's not under a health plan. In order to subsidize this particular charge, they're taking away full-time employment and making most employees either part-time or independent contractors. Not to mention the penalties imposed on individuals who fail to get coverage will become too high for most people to afford the health care that they so desperately need. Thank you for Obamacare, Abominable. Now let's talk about how U.S. drones are not as effective as we think. That's right. The U.S. military drones are some of the country's best way of dealing with terrorists in this day and age. The drones can easily fly into enemy territory with little chance of detection and kill any number of terrorists without endangering the lives of any American soldier. Yay for that! However... Their effectiveness might not be what Americans tend to believe, because the drones have killed a number of innocent people as they eliminate our enemies around the world. As much as the drone technology is a great addition to the fight against terror, there needs to be further improvement for them to make them even safer, because the number of Americans being killed by these drones keeps increasing. I'm just going to say, if Amazon can drop a package on my front doorstep, can you keep from killing American soldiers? Thank you. Bye. All right. Now... There's one thing that the government can no longer hide, and that's the fact that China is slowly taking over. The government is aware that its people and everyone else in the world knows that China's economy is now overtaking the United States economy. Although China claims that it has not yet overtaken the U.S., whereas the IMF claims that it has, time will only tell, as we will clearly see a bigger economy and eventually the new world superpower will emerge. The events leading up to the beginning of the rise of China and the beginning of the fall of the U.S. traces their origins all the way back to 1950, meaning this event has been a long way coming. The U.S. doesn't want its citizen to panic, though, or to think that anything is going to change because it is slowly but surely slipping to number two. But the truth is, only time will tell. As Asia said, only time will tell. Thanks. Now, one of my favorite ones, and I hope it's one of your favorites, too, the government is still hiding aliens. 
The discussion of whether there are aliens living among us is growing quite old, to be perfectly honest. With the government denying the existence of aliens, alien aircraft, or remains, especially Area 51. Regardless of what you believe, the late Boyd Bushman revealed that he had knowledge of the weird goings-on in Area 51 and even has photographic evidence of aliens in the above-top-secret military base in Nevada. Bushman was a research scientist working for Lockheed Martin, where he took part in reverse engineering flying saucer technology. Bushman made the revelations a few months before he passed, and his actions are enough to get you asking more questions about what the government is really hiding in Area 51, and why it keeps denying the presence of alien or alien technology. Not to mention, just this past week or so, there were lights streaking over Las Vegas, Nevada, which some of our on-air personality actually saw firsthand, that they claim was a Chinese satellite breaking up in the Earth's atmosphere. Interestingly enough, it didn't have the same characteristics as something falling from space, as it moved around quite freely. Not to mention three days later, when these same lights were were noticed and filmed over St. Louis, Missouri's Great Way Arch. So check out YouTube and you'll see what I'm talking about. Last but not least, let's talk about how the government has been practicing chemical warfare on its people. When it comes to war, the best place that you can be is your home country, right? Because your home country would never turn on you, right? Well, you'd be shocked to realize that the government used to spray its citizens with radioactive particles in St. Louis, for one, just to test its prowess in chemical warfare. People who knew about it just thought that the government was spraying zinc-cadmium silified particles, a compound that's supposed to be harmless. But the presence of a radioactive additive made the compound harmful and incredibly dangerous. Since then, since then, this experiment was declassified, yet during the testing period, the government didn't want anybody to know about it. So you can only ask yourself what the government is testing today and what risks are we facing on a daily basis. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started. But before we get too far into it, we do need to take a moment and visit with our sponsors. So maybe check out a little mo music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes, and I'm Naughty Nicole, and this is Renegade Talk Radio, so meet me back here after the break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. And welcome back, my Renegade Nation. 
If you're just tuning in, this is The World in My Eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And today we're talking about all the ways that we get fucked. And I don't mean in the good way. And we didn't even get dinner first. I do hope that you took some time during the break to visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, and check out the wide selection of adult toys, movies, and oh so much more. That's right, if you're looking for something special, head on over to Adam and Eve Toys because they're going to treat you right. All right, so in the first segment, we talked about secrets that the government was keeping from us. And by the way, that is just a couple of them that kind of came to mind. There are so many more secrets that the government's keeping from us that it would just take like 50 radio shows just to go over them. So the next part that I'd like to talk about today with you is one of the biggest ways that the American public has been bent over and told to bite the pillow. Obamacare. That's right. Obamacare barely passed Congress back in 2010. And if people had known how it was going to develop, the Health Care Act probably never would have been, been made a law. Back in 2009, when the law was proposed, and once again in 2010, when it was officially signed, the Affordable Care Act proponents were giddy with optimism. They proclaimed the many promises of Obamacare. Millions of people would be enrolled by 2016. The number of uninsured would decline dramatically. Health care costs and premiums would drop. Everyone would have coverage. The federal deficit would decrease. And of course, President Obaminable himself promised people would be able to keep their plans and their doctors. Okay, so the fairy tale is over. The truth is, it's turned out to be very different. That's why almost every single Republican candidate says that they want to repeal the program. Here's just a couple of ways that Obamacare has bent us over and fucked us in the ass with no lube at all. First of all, let's talk about those enrollment numbers. Many people would not have jumped on the Obamacare bandwagon if they had any idea the relatively small number of Americans who were going to actually enroll into the exchanges by 2016. The Department of Health and Human Services estimates that between 9.4 million and 11.4 million have signed up in 2016. In contrast, March 2010, the Congressional Budget Office estimated that 21 million people would be enrolled in the exchanges by this time. Yeah, we're not even close. So my question is, is why? We have high numbers of uninsured. Under Obamacare, the number of uninsured was supposed to decline from 50 million to 22 million by 2016 and remain at that level. Instead, there are 31 million people that are still uninsured, and the number is never projected to go below 29 million, according to the Congressional Budget Office. The Kaiser Family Foundation, back in February 2016, said that around 10% of the population, roughly 32.3 million people of the 316 million Americans, that lack health insurance coverage. If the goal of health care reform is to extend insurance coverage to more Americans, there has to surely be a more effective and less costly way to achieve that goal. So let's talk about some of the reasons why Obamacare is failing so badly. Let's talk about how many doctors we lost. 
In the Presidential Weekly Address for July 18th back in 2009, President Abominable said the following, Michelle and I don't want anyone telling us who our family's doctors should be, and no one should decide that for you either. Under our proposals, if you like your doctor, you keep your doctor. The point is, various sources note that a common and most popular way to reduce premium costs has been to reduce the number of doctors for an insurer's network, which leads to a much greater likelihood of people losing their doctors than without the Affordable Care Act. Initially, the ACA required only 20% of essential community providers to be included in networks, but the number did go up to 30% after there was a huge backlash from hospitals. According to the NIH study, 15% of plans offered on the exchange excluded doctors from at least one specialty. So if you need a cardiac surgeon, they may not be on your list. Yeah, thanks for that, Abominable. So now that we've lost doctors, let's talk about the plans we lost. Speaking in the Rose Garden on July 21st, 2009, President Abominable said, If you like your current plan, you will be able to keep it. Let me repeat that. If you like your plan, you'll be able to keep it. I hope you guys are liking the imitation because I'm like, got a little Richard Nixon in there for you. Anyways, it wasn't true. Many plans disappeared because they didn't comply with the Affordable Care Act regulations. Senator Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, recently released a report about Obamacare's effect on on competition among insurers, concluding that outcomes have worsened for most Americans in terms of choice of insurers and plans. Over the past year, the number of insurers offering plans and exchanges has dropped by nearly 6%. Many states have lost more than 80% of their insurers. Alabama, for example, went from 23 to 3. Arkansas went from 24 to 4. And the great state of Wyoming went from 21 to 1, just to name a few. Now, New York didn't lose didn't did not lose over half of its insurers they went from 28 to 15 which is still a 46 percent decline but let's bring back wyoming 21 to 1 seriously and what can we attribute this to well let's talk about higher premiums President Obama claimed that the Affordable Care Act would reduce annual insurance premiums by $2,500 for a typical family. Yet a report by the Kaiser Family Foundation and the Health Research and Educational Trust found that since 2008, average employer family premiums have climbed a total of $4,865. From 2015 to 2016, the most popular exchange family plan, the Family Silver, saw a 10% 10 average increase in its premiums. In some states, premiums rose by nearly 40%. In 2015, the average annual family premium was $17,545 per year. And the average premium for a single person policy was $6,251. Young men, unfortunately, were particularly hard hit. 
as the average premium rose by 49% from 2013 to 2014, the year Obamacare was supposed to go into effect. So, not only do we have higher premiums, let's talk about the higher deductibles. Practically no one could forecast that even after spending additional thousands of dollars a year for health insurance, families would have to spend thousands of dollars more on medical care before being able to even take advantage of the insurance for more than an annual checkup. Many people got sticker shock. The New York Times long a cheerleader for Obamacare, reported that many people couldn't afford to use the health insurance that they have purchased because of the deductibles. New York Times reporter Robert Pear wrote that the median deductible in Miami was $5,000 in 2015. Think about that. Do you have $5,000 in your bank account right now that you can just blow to go to the, to the doctor? That's what they're asking you to pay in a deductible in Miami. In Jackson, Mississippi, it was even worse. It was $5,500. Now, it went down a little bit if you live in Phoenix to 4000 but one Chicago family of four paid $1,200 monthly for their coverage. So $1,200 a month for coverage, but their annual deductible was $12,700. So imagine you're paying $1,200 a month, and in addition to that, you've got to go to the doctor, but you've still got to cover that $12,700 deductible before you can even go to the doctor. What the fuck is up with that? That brings us to the high cost. The Office of the Actuary of the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services has projected that Obamacare will result in an additional $274 billion in administrative costs alone over the period of 2014 through 2022. The most recent CBO analysis concludes that repealing Obamacare would result in macroeconomic effects that would decrease the deficit by over $216 billion over the 2016 to 2025 period. Legislative options that would repeal and replace Obamacare, such as the Restoring Americans' Healthcare Freedom Reconciliation Act, which was passed on January 6, 2016, and vetoed by President Obamanable on January 8, 2016, are projected to save taxpayers even more money, $474 billion over the 2016-2025 period, as the Congressional Budget Office noted. Many members of Congress voted for Obamacare to help the American public and put America's health care system on a sounder foundation. For most Americans, the opposite has happened. Health care expenses for many individuals and families are higher, their insurance costs are higher, their choice of doctors and insurance has been diminished, and the total costs of the program are burdening a weak economy. Had members of Congress actually known then what they know now, they never would have passed Obamacare. All right, my precious listeners, it's that time again, and we do need to visit our sponsors. So take a moment, check out what our sponsors have to offer, and meet me back here after the break. I'm Naughty Nicole, and you are listening to The World in My Eyes here on Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk. 
Talk Radio. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. And welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, where the hell have you been? I'm kidding. This is the world in my eyes, and I'm still Naughty Nicole. And I hope that during the break, you took the time to visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. And I hope you checked out that wide selection of adult toys, movies, and oh, so much more they have. If you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys, because they are going to treat you right. Now, today, we've been talking about all the ways that we get fucked with no lube and no dinner. And we just have to suck it up buttercup. But I wanted to wrap up the show with a visit to the seriously, do these fucking people even exist files and the what the fuck were they smoking? Anyways, I thought it would be fun to end it with a little, a couple of fun little stories that I found for you. So I hope you enjoy them. So first and foremost, I have to say this first story first of all, made me laugh because I, I couldn't believe that it was actually true. And then it just made me mad. First of all, I want to make sure that you know that I myself do not consider myself a feminist. Um, I don't like the term. I prefer to be called a humanist because I think that men and women should be equal. But I think feminism has a very distorted view on how to make that happen. So I prefer to be called a humanist because I think we're just people, regardless of our gender, regardless of our color, regardless of where we come from. We're just people. Anyways. Now that you know that, you'll understand why I was laughing so hard when I read this story, and I hope it makes you laugh too. The title of this one is, Feminist Declares the Invention of the Alphabet the Root of Sexism, Misogyny, and Patriarchy. Yes, you heard that correctly. Feminist declares that the alphabet is the root of all evil, don't you know? Yes, how the invention of the alphabet usurped the female power in society and sparked the rise of patriarchy and human culture. Oh, hell yes, this is going to be fun. I promise you, I died when I read this. I, I couldn't believe it was serious. And I, I truly hope it's not serious, but this is where we are in this world. So let me share. So, from the book, and the book is titled The Alphabet Versus the Goddess, The Conflict Between Word and Image. This is a direct quote from that book. Of all the sacred cows allowed to roam unimpeded in our culture, few as few are as revered as literacy. It benefits its benefits have been so incontestable that in the five millennia since the advent of the written word, numerous poets and writers have extolled its virtues. Few pause to consider its costs. 
one pernicious effect of literacy has gone largely unnoticed. Writing subliminally fosters a patriarchal outlook. I know, hold hold the comedy, hang on. Writing of any kind, but especially its alphabetic form, diminishes feminine values and with them, women's power in the culture. Literacy has promoted the subjugation of women by men throughout all but the very recent history of the West. Misogyny and patriarchy rise and fall with the fortunes of the alphabetic written word. Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Seriously, the written word and the alphabet is is where sexism comes from? Okay, so then my question to you is this. So if there's a woman in the world who doesn't know how to read and doesn't know the alphabet, does that mean that she's not being oppressed? You're a fucking idiot. Okay, so seriously, has this woman ever, ever cried in front of a man? Because seriously, it's kryptonite. So I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it right there and drop the mic. Boom. We're moving on from this fucktard because, yeah, let's take a look at my next nominee for the Darwin Award. And I'm hoping that I get to put the link to this particular video in, in, in the description. So if you see a link to a video, by all means, click on the video and watch it. Because seriously, the profound stupidity of this video will make your day. I promise. So the title of this story is... Woman calls 911 to report police officer harassing her during a traffic stop. Oh my fucking God. This is the next hashtag Black Black Lives Matter case. Because, oh my fucking God, this is awesome. There are several things that you need to note here. First of all, this woman was stopped for allegedly crossing a double line, according to her. She apparently was incredibly uncooperative to the, with the officer, who, by the way, when you watch the video, you will see, still waits patiently as she calls on the phone for other police officers. She absolutely refuses to hand over her license to him, which she admits while she's on the phone. Then, when he begins to arrest her, she resists while still shouting into the phone, claiming that he is trying to tase her, which he never was. Or that he was pulling her hair, which he never did. At least, I didn't see it in the video. All the while, she's complaining about him on the phone. She's resisting arrest. And at no point does he appear to be doing anything other than trying to get this crazy woman under control. So, with that being said, first of all, I have the utmost respect for people who run into burning buildings and run into the, into danger. I have the utmost respect for people like soldiers, police officers, fire, emergency personnel, the whole nine yards. I have the utmost respect for them because they do a difficult job and they get shit like this thrown in their face by an unsuspecting community. First of all, I get that there are a lot of situations where there's questionable decisions being made. First of all, when you watch this video, you will see that this police officer is couldn't have possibly been more patient. In addition to that, he was following procedure and was not hurting this woman at all. She's just lost her fucking mind. So I'm going to leave this under the bitches be crazy title and move on from this fucktard. So... I know it just makes you want to bash your head against a brick wall, but seriously, there are people like this in our world. So, now that we've had the Darwin Award contenders, I wanted to move on to something that was a little bit fun, and I came up with a story that, first of all, 
cracked me up because I loved the title and it was awesome. It was an awesome story and I'm going to share it with you. But first I have to tell you that in addition to not being a feminist, I also happen to live in the United States in the South where we tend to have a lot of what we would call rednecks. Now, I don't take the word redneck to be offensive. It doesn't bother me. It entails somebody who has a very strong opinion about certain things. And yeah, most times they're portrayed, especially in TVs and movies, as a little bit slow. And that's not necessarily the case. Because I know a lot of lovely people who live here in the South who are incredibly intelligent. And just because they happen to have a Southern accent do, do not equate that to mean that they are stupid or slow. Because they're not. But this is a fabulous title and it's awesome story. So after that being said, please do not take offense to it. Because I didn't write the article, I'm just reading it. So the title of this story is, Heck Yeah, Rednecks Holding Their Blanking Summer Games. I know, it's awesome, right? <laughs> All right, so there were no world-class athletes or top-notch sporting venues, but there was cold beer, barbecue, and a muddy tug of war. Saturday at the event formerly known at as the Redneck Olympics. Now, that would have been Saturday the, what, the 6th? And, of course, I'm a little bit late, but it was the 6th. The event, now officially known as the Redneck Blank, after the real Olympics threatened to sue, also featured bobbing for pig's feet, a greased watermelon hull, and toilet seat horseshoes. I mean, seriously, okay, I get that the Olympics has their official name, but seriously, everybody knows what the Olympics is. It's about games, and calling it the Redneck, seriously, I, I okay, I, I'm off of it. I get that the Olympics was going to sue them, and I understand why. But come on. Seriously? Okay, back to the story. If that's not redneck enough for you, then there was a wife-hauling contest. Oh my god, I totally want to see video on that. And free mud runs for big, tired trucks. Organizer Harold Brooks, who, by the way, is my new favorite person on the face of the planet, said it's all about regular folks having fun without airs of pretentiousness. And he quote, direct quote, For me, a redneck doesn't mean a person who's dumb or lazy. A redneck to me means someone who can laugh at themselves. They're a hardworking group of people who can let loose and have a great time. End quote. First off, Mr. Brooks, I love you. Back to the story. People paraded around in every manner of vehicle, pickups, all-terrain vehicles, dirt bikes, go-karts, and there was even a snowmobile. Crowds were encouraged to get into the act during the competition, but actual athletic skills were not a requirement. For example, one of the events, called the Beer Trot, which, by the way, I could totally win, featured an obstacle course that participants traversed while carrying a beer in each hand. The goal was to finish quickly without spilling your beer. This gives a whole new meaning to, I think I can do that hold my beer. There were faux gold, silver, and bronze medals for winners, but these aren't Olympic events. The U.S. Olympic Committee put the kibosh on the Redneck Olympics name back in 2011, according to Mr. Brooks. Now, I know that that sounded like a normal, fun-filled story, and by the way, I totally loved it. And again, when I hear the word redneck, I just naturally assume that it was, sat that it was somewhere in the South that this happened. But the thing that really made me laugh was when I noticed where this was held. Did I mention that it was held in Hebron, Maine? 
That's right, the Redneck Blank Olympics. No longer called the Olympics. Can we call them formally known as Olympics? Hmm, I don't know. Was in Maine of all places. Are you freaking kidding me? I thought rednecks only lived in my part of the country. But, Mr. Brooks, my flame goes out to you, my friend. Because it's awesome. All right, well, we've come to the end of our episode, and I do thank you so much for joining me today. Maybe you learned something, or maybe you just like listening to me talk, or maybe argue with the voices in my head. If you did, don't hesitate to let me know, because I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. Tweet me! Make sure you send me a tweet! Call me out. I'm happy to talk to you. And of course, if you like what you're hearing, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media, which is available on Amazon.com and all other major online booksellers. That, unfortunately, is our time for today, and I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And make sure that you don't forget to tune in next time and check out all the other fabulous shows that we have on the Renegade Talk Network. Wow, that's a word I don't know. Until then, remember the words of author Thomas Serignano. Each of us is a book waiting to be written. And that book, if written, results in a person explained. I know I went a little zen on you right there. Sorry about that. But, you know, we ended on a high note. See you next time, Renegade Nation. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.